A big night from Eddie Rosario helps the Atlanta Braves sweep the Cincinnati Reds. And we'll look at the best and worst at for the Atlanta Braves through the first two weeks of the season. All that on today's episode of Locked On Braves. So let's get into it. You are Locked On Braves. Your daily Atlanta Braves podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Locked On Braves, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Also, make sure you check out the podcast on Twitter at Locked On underscore Braves. Send in any questions, comments, or feedback that you have for the podcast. We're going to be doing a mailbag episode, so look out for that tweet from Locked On underscore Braves later on Thursday afternoon so you can submit your questions for that mailbag episode. If you're new on YouTube, make sure you do me a favor, hit that subscribe button. If you're watching on YouTube, also hit that thumbs up button to help support the show. And thanks as always for making Lockdown Braves your first listen of each and every day. And a big shout out to our everydayers out there who continue to listen. I, I love hearing from all of you say that you listen every day on your way to work, working out, taking a walk, whatever it may be. Appreciate all the support on the podcast. On today's episode, we're going to talk about Wednesday night's game. Eddie Rosario had a big night as he perhaps starting to break out a little bit. We'll talk about Spencer Strider's performance, another sub-bar performance by his standards, but we'll discuss that. And then I want to talk about the best and worst for the Braves now that we're two weeks into the regular season. And then we'll set you up for everything coming coming up this weekend. A little bit of news as well. Orlando Arcia got hit on the wrist in Wednesday's game. We'll give you an update on his status. But let's start with the game on Wednesday. Another win for the Braves, another one-run win for the Atlanta Braves. They've been coming through here, especially in this series, which is great to see. Look, you take wins however you can get them. And this series was not an easy one for the Braves. Like you may have thought it might be going up against a rebuilding Cincinnati Reds team. But when you consider all the injuries that the Braves have right now, and the fact that they are having to use a lot of their depth to be able to come through and fight back and win some of these games. I mean, coming from behind multiple times to win a game, I think that says a lot about the character of this team and just how they are fighting right now. Um, and I, I thought it was a really good, you know, anytime that you can get a sweep, those do not come easy in Major League Baseball. So being able to do that, I think, is a really good sign for this Braves team. You know, even if they are close wins, whatever, they're wins. That's all that matters. But uh, every game they won on this homestand was a one-run game. Had a couple of walk-offs, had the 7-6 win on Tuesday, and then a 5-4 win on Wednesday. So all four wins on the homestand, homestand came by one run. They also had a one-run loss in this homestand as well. So playing a lot of close games, which means – you're having to really count on your bullpen at the back end of games, and that bullpen has been worn out for the Atlanta Braves. But let's jump into Eddie Rosario. And a lot of people asking, is Super Rosario back? I wouldn't go quite that far, but he did have two hits on Wednesday night, three hard hit balls in total, and that is certainly great to see. He's been making contact. He's had some pretty bad batted ball luck, so perhaps we'll see that start turning around. And then the go-ahead home run in the eighth inning on a fastball 
up and away out of the zone, and he's able to get up to that pitch and drive it out to right center. You know, that is Eddie Rosario. So, again, it would obviously be huge if we start to see him turn things around a little bit. I have more hope for him than I do Marcelo Zuna, who was hearing the Boo Birds on a Wednesday night. I know he struck out once with the bases loaded and nobody out. Um, rough night for Marcel Ozuna. But for Eddie Rosario, again, I have more confidence in him becoming a more consistent, productive player than I do Ozuna at this point. And hopefully we're starting to see that kind of turn around for Rosario a little bit. Look, early on, the Braves were facing a lot of lefty starters. And so Rosario wasn't getting in there and wasn't getting every day at bats. So I think he needs that to kind of get into the rhythm of the season, hopefully get on a run and turn things around. But a big night for him on Wednesday. Ron Acuna Jr., three more hits on Wednesday night. He had a double and two singles, but it was the two singles that proved to be the big hits on the night. He had a two-run single in the second inning to tie it up, and then a big game, another game-tying hit in the seventh inning as well. So a couple of really big hits for Acuna. Had another stolen base. He did get caught stealing once, unfortunately. He's batting 370 on the year with a 542 on base percentage. And I mentioned this on the postcast. I know everybody's asking, where's the launch angle? Where's the home runs for Acuna? And I think that's going to come. But if he wants to bat 350 and get on base nearly 50% of the time and steal 40 to 50 bags and still hit 20 to 30 home runs, that's going to be a really good player. But I do think the home runs will come eventually. But again, he wants to keep doing what he's doing right now. I'm perfectly fine with that as well. Sean Murphy, another big hit in this series. On the homestand, Sean Murphy, 6 for 22 at the plate, 4 doubles, a home run, 5 RBI, and 8 walks. Uh, the guy was really good on this homestand, starting to turn it on to the plate at well, as, he's, as well, and he's playing every day. Hilliard having an impact on at the bottom of the lineup, had a leadoff walk in the 7th, stole a base, and then scored on Acuna's single the other way, which tied the game up. So Hilliard getting it done, that nine spot in the order, continues to have a big uh, big, big role to play for this Braves offense and getting them going and turning it over for the top of the order. I mentioned Ozuna earlier, over four, three strikeouts, struck out with the bases loaded. He's now three for 36 on the year, two home runs, five walks, 13 strikeouts, has a 27% K rate. You look at his baseball savant page, and it's a lot of red on there, which makes things really confusing for Marcelo Zuna. The only thing that's not red are his K percentage, his whip percentage, and obviously his sprint speed. But when he makes contact, again, I said it all the time, he makes hard contact, but you know, just not getting the hits. So I don't know what to tell you. I know everybody just says cut him, and I get it. But he's going to get playing time. He's on this team. Snicker even alluded to it again after the game that he's not ready to just completely bench him. So he's going to get at bats. You just got to hope he can turn things around and get on a hot stretch at some point. Going over to the pitching side of things, another subpar start for Spencer Strider by his, his level of dominance that we're used to. You know, five innings, four hits, two walks, three earned, nine strikeouts. That doesn't look terrible. But 98 pitches, he's just he's having these innings where his command seems to elude him and he's racking up the pitches and he's not able to go deep into starts. He had 75 pitches through three innings. I mean, it's somewhat amazing that he was able to get through five innings. And those last two innings were so dominant. Those were strider type innings that we're used to seeing. 
But you look at the analytics, and they tell you he's still a dominant pitcher. He's just having to really use a lot of pitches, just one hard-hit ball. In fact, Braves pitchers only allowed three hard-hit balls the entire night on Wednesday, which is incredible. 84.9-mile-per-hour average exit velocity against Strider on the handful of balls that were actually put into play against him. 23 whiffs for Spencer Strider on Wednesday night. Again, the stuff is elite. The stuff is dominant. He's just having to use a lot of pitches, and it's really hurting him from going deep into games. And then there's those innings where his just command eludes him, and then he's given up you know, a couple of runs. He gave up three runs in his la- each of his last two starts, which is a lot for Spencer Strider and not what we're used to. Third straight game this year with nine Ks. Um, again, the stuff is dominant, racking up the strikeouts. I think, you know, the thing for him and what he's talked about, you know, avoiding those long innings, working deeper into games, you know, that's going to be the big key for Strider going forward, getting him back there. Um, outstanding job by the bullpen. You know, Lucas Litke gave up that run, but Lucas Litke was never meant to have to go multiple innings for you, but that's just where this bullpen is right now. Lucas Litke was signed as mostly – a lefty specialist come in against the inning where maybe you have a couple of lefties coming up. He was never meant to be a guy that was going to work multiple innings for you in a tight game, but that's just where that's the state of the bullpen right now. They are shorthanded. They're missing a couple of key guys and they've had to work a ton so far in this season because brave starters just haven't been able to go deep into games. Bryce Elder is the only one working deep into games right now so this bullpen is taxed to the point where Lucas Litke is trying to get you two innings and unfortunately his second inning was just not very good or not as good as his first inning and he gave up that run but in three of the four innings they had to cover outside of that the bullpen was pretty much drama free Kirby Yates did have a leadoff walk but settled in after that Mentor looked back to his usual dominant self after blowing a save the other night so again this bullpen, we talked about it on the postcast as well. I, I think they've done a tremendous job with what they've been asked to do and all the innings they've been asked to cover. I think Snickers done a great job of trying to keep these guys as fresh as possible and their use of them. My only gripe was using Mentor in the blowout game on Sunday night, and then he wasn't as fresh the night before or the night after that and blew that save. Fortunately, the Braves ended up winning it, but, I mean, they really haven't had too many complaints with the way that Snickers – been forced to use this bullpen because of of injuries and people being overworked and again it's a sweep you take those they're not easy to come by in major league baseball so you take any sweep that you can get over any type of opponent again even the worst teams in baseball it's not easy to sweep so you take those all one run wins you take those as well and you move on you got the off day on thursday and then get ready for kansas city we are now two weeks through the season, the Braves are nine and four, top of the NL East, top of the National League standings overall. But what are their biggest weaknesses through the first two weeks? What are their biggest strengths? Is there uh, where can they improve going forward? We'll discuss that next. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back 
Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. If you're not already, make sure you're subscribed to Locked On Sports Atlanta, where you can get the postcast of me with me and Grant McCullough. You can also get that in the Locked On Braves podcast feed, so make sure you subscribe to both those areas. Also on Locked On Sports Atlanta, they got all your Atlanta sports covered, so you got the Hawks playoffs coming up, uh, the Falcons getting ready for that season and the offseason going on right now. So make sure you're subscribed to Locked On Sports Atlanta. We'll have a mailbag episode for you. I'll actually record it live on Thursday night, but it'll technically be our Friday episode. So make sure you submit those questions whenever I tweet out uh, that tweet from Locked On uh, Braves or Locked On underscore Braves on Thursday afternoon. You want to join that show live, you can do so on Thursday night. I'll tweet that link out as well. All right, it's the two weeks through the Major League Baseball season. Again, the Braves are 9-4, and four, which is pretty incredible when you think about all the injuries that they've had to deal with and the key losses that they've had in the rotation and the bullpen and the lineup. I mean, it has been all three areas for the Braves have been hit pretty significantly so far. You think about it, two key losses for each of those areas. Max Reed and Kyle Wright in the starting rotation. Travis Darnot and Michael Harris in the lineup. Colin McHugh and Rysel Iglesias in the bullpen. Those are six key losses to each, to each part of the team. Rotation, bullpen, lineup. And the Braves are still 9-4. and four. Uh, That's pretty incredible for me, especially when you look at the last couple of seasons. They've gotten off to slow starts, and here they are able to get through those waves of injuries and still have a really good record, one of the best in the National League. However, because of that, the Braves are not quite playing up to their potential. We haven't even seen them at full strength yet. And you look at the offense, you know, it's still a top 10 offense, but it's mainly, you know, the 5 to 10 ranking and in, in offensively. The pitching has not been great. Uh, has not been what we thought it would be. And again, a lot of this because of the injuries. What I'm point I'm trying to make is they're not even playing their best baseball yet. And they're still nine and four on the season. But for me, you look at the biggest issue through the first two weeks for this Braves pitching staff, and it's the walks. And this is something that drives me crazy. I know it drives managers crazy, but the free passes, and it's been it's been everybody just about 51 walks is the eighth most in all of baseball. That's how many walks the Braves have issued so far. It's amazing they still rank 14th in whip, which shows you they haven't been getting hit a ton. It's mainly just the walks. They're inflating that whip right now. Um, and it and it's been, you know, that's a huge problem, obviously, for the Braves or any team that's walking a lot of batters because one, it's leading to some easy runs for the other team. You look at Spencer Strider and the runs he's given up, a lot of that's due to some walks that he has allowed. That's allowed those runners to come around and score. And two, a lot of pitches leading to short outings for your starters, leading to long outings for your bullpen arms to where they're unavailable the next day. It's just, it's obviously not a good recipe for success long-term. You look at their 3.92 walk per nine. It's ninth worst 
in all of baseball. They had a 3.11 walk per nine last year. You would still like to see that number under three, but they're walking almost another batter an inning. They're walking almost four batters a game. That is not a good recipe for success. And it's been, like I said, pretty much everybody. And a lot of this is small sample size, especially for the relievers, but Morton, Jimenez, Strider, Lipke, McHugh, Schuster, Yates, and Wright all have a walk per nine over four. <coughs> Excuse me, go figure. I mean, it's just not good. That's not a recipe for success. And, you know, the guys with walk per nines under three are obviously the Braves' best pitchers right now. I mean, go figure. Nick Anderson, Jesse Chavez, Mike, Max Freed all haven't walked about her. Obviously, Max Freed left his first start early. Michael Tonkin, he's been tremendous for the Braves early on. He has a 1.08 walk per nine. A.J. Minter, 2.57. Bryce Elder, 2.92. Again, you want that walk per nine under three. And, you know, those are the Braves pitchers that have done that so far. Not a lot, but those are the guys who have been getting it done early on. I mean, it doesn't take a genius here to figure out if you're not issuing free passes, you're going to have a lot of success. So that's something we really, really need to see the Braves pitching staff improve on to see them take off. And look, they've been counting out on a lot of young guys early on, especially in the rotation. But that's something that has to improve going forward in order for this Braves pitching staff to get to where we know they can be. Now, the biggest strength for the Braves through two weeks, and honestly, there's nothing they're absolutely lighting up the world at so far. I mean, like I said, they're top 10 in a lot of offensive categories, but they're at the back of that top 10. You know, they're not even really slugging a ton right now. But one thing they have done a great job of, that's getting on base. They're fourth in on base percentage, taking a lot of walks which is great to see. Acuna, Riley, Olsen, Murphy, Arcia, and Hilliard all have an on-base percentage over 400. Now, it is a bit of a drop-off after that. You do have Travis Darno at 333, and then everyone else is 280 or less. But still, when half of your lineup or over half of your lineup has an on-base percentage over 400, that's pretty solid. That's going to get it done on most nights. You combine that with the fact that they're sixth in average, so they're hitting the ball extremely well, and they're fourth in average exit velocity, so they're hitting the ball extremely hard, which is what we're used to seeing with this Braves team and tells me that you know, while the offense has been good, it may not have, it may not have been elite like we thought it would be to this point. You could see that coming because they are hitting the ball hard. They are getting on base. The big issue right now for the Braves offensively is they're 26th in Major League Baseball with a 226 average with runners in scoring position. Shock, I know we've talked a lot about the issues with runners in scoring position lately, but just not getting it done with runners on base right now. And that is something that usually works itself out over the entirety of a season, but getting people on base. That is great. That's what you want. It's creating those opportunities, and eventually you're going to start to come through and more of those opportunities and score a lot of runs. So a good indication that the Braves offense is going to break out at some point. Again, not that it's been bad. It just hasn't been elite, which I think it can be and will be when they're at full strength and when they're getting those hits with runners in scoring positions. So, again, those are the biggest weaknesses and biggest strengths for the Braves through the first two weeks of the season. Again, they've been really good in a lot of areas, 
There's just not anything they've really been elite at so far in this season. But they'll get there, again, dealing with a lot of injuries right now, some key guys out. Once they get fully healthy, hopefully they'll, we'll see them start to take off. And unfortunately, they had another big injury scare on Wednesday night with Orlando Arcia taking 98 off the wrist. We'll discuss that next. Are you like me and you're subscribed to several different subscription services and sometimes you lose track? You start that 30-day free trial and then you forget to go back and cancel it. Then you got to check out Rocket Money to help you stay in control of those subscriptions so you don't continue to pay for the ones you don't use. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that helps you cancel your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about. Just like me, Rocket Money can help you with that. They also help manage your finances in one place automatically. Categor categorize your expenses so you can easily track your budget in real time. Stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash lockedonmlb. That's rocketmoney.com slash lockedonmlb. Looking for a delicious snack but don't want all the sugar and calories? Then you need the best tasting protein bar ever. And that's built. You got to try them. Tell you about them all the time. And if you're like me, you want to make healthier snack choices, but you don't want to compromise the taste, then you got to try built bars. They're amazing for you. They taste amazing. What makes built bars so good? Well, they're covered in 100% real dark chocolate. That's right, real dark chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, one of my favorites, but you know, my top favorite is the cookies and cream which they have as well. Not sure how Built Bar does it, but these bars taste just like a candy bar, but they're healthy for you. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait to get a box. You can still go to Built.com to order you some and have them shipped and delivered to your door. But now you can go to Walmart to pick up a four-bar box today of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puff. Or if you're a Sam's Club member, you can go there as well. Get yourself a 13-bar box. Might last you just a little bit longer with some of their hit flavors like a brownie, batter puff, and churro puff. And again, however you get your built Bars, make sure that you go out and get yourself a box today. Now, there was some unfortunate news coming out of the Braves game on Wednesday. Orlando Arcia took a 98-mile-per-hour fastball off the wrist. He did stay in the game for a little while, but then eventually did come out. X-rays were negative, which means there's not a fracture on the wrist, and that is certainly great news. But I don't know how much uh, swelling is going to have. Is he going to be out for a while? That's still undecided at this point. I do not have an update as, as we're recording this on Thursday morning. But they did say, you know, obviously they'll wait to see how it looks on Thursday and then probably even evaluate it on Friday as well before – they make a decision. You can't go too long without Orlando Arcia in there without making a decision because your only backup infielder is Adrianza. And I don't know that you can go into that Padres series next weekend with him as your starting shortstop. Obviously, Von Grissom, Braden Shoemaker waiting at AAA for their opportunity. But hopefully Arcia is back. I mean, the guy's been unbelievable to start the year for the Braves. I really hope this isn't something that sets him back or keeps him out of the lineup too long uh, with just the role that he's on. So hopefully he's able to be back soon because, again, he's been one of the better hitters 
in the Braves lineup. He's been great defensively. Uh, so hopefully he can just take a couple of days off here, let that heal up. I'm sure there's going to be some swelling anytime you take 98 on a bone like that. I'm sure it's going to hurt for a few days, but hopefully it's nothing major and he's able to get back in there soon. Uh, but we'll have an update for you as soon as we do hear something on that. Again, we'll have our mailbag episode on Thursday night. So tonight, as you're listening to this on Thursday, we'll do that live. So make sure you submit your questions or come join me live to do that episode, record that episode with me. Should be a lot of fun. But that will do it for this episode of Locked On Braves. Thanks again for making Locked On Braves your first listen each and every day. Thank you for being one of our everydayers out there. If you're an everydayer, let me know in the comment section below on YouTube. Again, thanks for listening. Be sure to Follow us on Twitter at LockedOn underscore Braves. Look for that tweet for the mailbag questions later today. You can follow me on Twitter at, Lock, uh, at ShortstopBall. Also, make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to the Lockdown Braves podcast wherever you get your podcast, and we will talk to you next time. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. D.C. Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked On Yankees. Locked On Mariners. Locked On Mets. Locked On Angels. And you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 